Hello everyone, um, here we are, third episode of BJJ Room Podcast, your BJJ podcast uh, offered by BJJ101.com.au, a uh, magnificent uh, online library as well, you have a lot of great content, check it out. Uh, here today we have uh, myself, Eduardo Dias, fourth degree black belt, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we have here right beside me, Anton Menenko, uh, my partner, black belt, uh, the first Australian male black belt to be a world medalist uh, and only at this stage. And uh, with us we have today Lucas Sakai uh, that's been uh, training and have a lot of stories to tell and been also helping and teaching here at Gaha as well. And we're just going to share, share a little bit of his history and uh, see how everything started and, and all his uh, insights in Jiu-Jitsu. Very good. Um, yeah, so Lucas, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself to start off and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay, guys, firstly, really glad and happy to participate in the podcast and also very happy to be part of the BJJ 101 as well. Um, so for the guys that don't know me, my name is Lucas, I'm a purple belt. Um, BJJ instructor from Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu HQ and I also teach at my first gym and um, I'm a civil engineer 20 years old and I have, I have a pretty much funny story uh, from back to Brazil when I started Jiu-Jitsu yeah yeah so um, what got you into Jiu-Jitsu to begin with like where did you start where did you see it how did, how did it all happen so in 2012 was the year that, that I started Jiu-Jitsu. A uh, friend of mine was a brown belt. He was a competitor brown belt at the time. And um, he was about to compete in the Sao Paulo States. And he invited me to watch him. And I just went there to see how things was going. And he made to the finals and it was really exciting to see him fighting and I just felt myself doing it so I was like I'm gonna try and I started training with him he um, so he had a, a small gym at the time teaching a small gym in my city my city is uh, in a small city from Sao Paulo from the state of Sao Paulo the name of my city is Junjai and after a few years he stopped teaching and then I went to train with the uh, his professor which was the HQ at the time in my city and I never stopped from that. Mm. So um, like do you have any experiences like of your first day training or any memories or anything like that because I can remember already like the first day I went there and I've already told before like some experiences from that but like just being totally confused and also like kind of mesmerized by the sport like it's so interesting and so intricate and and so technical um particularly when you've never done anything like that before it's super like confusing but also like really intriguing and interesting because you, you, you're kind of playing a puzzle but you're doing it with your body against somebody else and I remember like I have a funny memory of like 
trying to do an armbar, not knowing what to do with my legs underneath the person's back. If you don't know how an armbar works, it's not going to work at all. And I'm squeezing and squeezing, the guy kind of like chuckling and going, wait a second, just stop, 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 slow down, put your legs here. Oh, that's better. And yeah, it's just a funny memory of like first starting out. But do you have any other, do you have any other like memories that um, like you hold with you from when you first started jiu-jitsu? Yeah, I, I remember it was... I think at the beginning it was very confusing for me to understand if on the top was being good to be on the top or on the bottom. For me it was like, uh, I don't know if I stay on the top or if, if I stay on the bottom. Mm. And it was very confusing at the time. But um, one fun thing when I, I started, there was this guy from my gym. He became world champion uh, like a year after. And he was really good at triangles. Yeah. And I remember the first week, I would roll with him and he would put me in triangles like five, six times in the same row. Mm. And I wouldn't understand what was going on and I would tap five, six times and I was like, man, what's, what's, what's that? You know, I would just tap and doesn't know what, what was going to, to happen. But ended up being very nice because I, um, I, I could understand how to defend triangles after <laughs> yeah. uh, three weeks of training because you. the guy was doing triangles every training with me. Mm. So uh, I was good at defending triangles at a point, mm. you know, because every training was triangle, 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 and I was good defending after a while. Mm. It was good. Yeah, I, I think th that's an interesting point. There's a few interesting points there. The first one, like, to do with, like, understanding on what to do on the top and the bottom, and that's, like... um. I think that's a really important point to touch on. Like, I think um, probably the biggest thing that I noticed from teaching and stuff like that of people struggling is is they're just not sure about the general idea. Like, what are you generally trying to achieve when you when you start rolling or wrestling with somebody else? What are you trying to do? If you're on the bottom, what do you do? If you're on the top, what do you do? And I think that's something that. Um, after noticing that, you know, after some time teaching, I think I've been teaching maybe like five years now, six years, maybe, I'm not sure, maybe a bit yeah, less, four or five years, but, um, you know, after, initially you just kind of like show what you're good at and stuff, but then like, you know, after listening to some stuff on the internet and I think the idea in general in Jiu-Jitsu has changed more to like a conceptual idea like and and there's guys that have always done that like i'm sure because you've had guys that are you know very skilled before like um octavio he he talks a lot about conceptual understanding and like g generic ideas that can you know be transferred into multiple different position positions in jiu-jitsu but i think initially especially for somebody that's new to instructing you kind of focus more on like you know more like a recipe a step by step kind of um, sequence of the techniques um, and noticing that like exactly what you're saying with people that are beginning you, you start to think like right, well, what's the best way uh, for people to like get the most out of training particularly early on and I don't think it is the step by step kind of techniques and then that's really important also but I think if you just give people the general idea or if you try your best to give them the general idea of what they should be doing, they th I think they can have more success on their own. Because whatever techniques they learn along the way, they still always have um, this generic idea, like, all right, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Every time you're here, what's your job? 
And I think that's super important um, for people to start to move towards. And I know initially, like, um, by default, you started getting good at defending the triangle because he was really good at attacking. And I think I'm the same with Eduardo. Eduardo was such a heavy pass on on top in the in the side control, uh, like in the half guard, getting to the side control and pinning in the side control. So I'm really good at escaping the side control. Really good at you know keeping weight away from the half guard and stuff like that. And it's interesting how that kind of stuff kind of plays out. But um, you know these are kind of two different points here. But I think it's really important that people make like a conscious effort to think about what is the most helpful thing for their jiu-jitsu and, and in my opinion it is understanding what to do and once you understand what what to do it's like it's like learning the formula you know for a math equation it gives you the the, the framework for what to do you, you know how to solve the problem and i think most people initially as well they don't spend much time focusing on that because it's still about winning and losing and you know am I going to beat this guy and I want to do this and it's a little bit emotional you know what I mean but if you just like would you would change you change your approach to that would you go thing, to yeah. to you go would you go far to think like in a very practical word what you're saying is like okay so for example if I'm on top yeah um, I'm trying to pass I, I, I try to think this way what not to do all right so well I cannot fall because I'm be swept I cannot let the person like cross my arm because otherwise it might go to my back. Uh, you know, like so, well, I cannot lose my balance. I have to do things without losing my balance, otherwise I might get swept. So, what? Not, you know, if the person put a hand really deep in my collar, I have to to get away from that first before I keep going. So, uh, it's like even knowing. I like to think like this, but just by knowing what not to do, which is what you're saying, basically. You know what I mean? You feel comfortable. You feel confident, and then. Without that rush or win or lose, you're going to make things happen. I think it has to do with that. For sure. I think also a little bit like you have to go even more basic than that. You know, forget the call, forget all this stuff because, man, people, when they first start, they have no idea what what you're trying to do. So, like, um, you just try to explain as simple as you can. Like, what's the generic idea? Like, if you're on the top, we're going we're gonna to make an idea. This is the idea from the top. First, like you're saying, I need to stay on the top. Right, why do you need to stay on the top? Because wh whether it's you know MMA, whether it's self-defense, whether it's jiu-jitsu, is when the person's on the bottom, they can't generate the same power, you know what I mean? That they yeah. can when they're standing up. Yeah. And then we go, all right, well, okay, now that they're on the bottom, they can't be quick or explosive or whatever, what's the next thing? And then it just keeps going. And um, I think, like, I, uh, the thing that helped me a lot to understand, like, you need to really do focus on that idea kind of scenario to do with all things in life and particularly jiu-jitsu is watching like that John Danaher podcast that he did with Joe Rogan a long time ago um, and man just explain the basic idea of like all right, what are you trying to do in jiu-jitsu what's the system of jiu-jitsu what are we trying to apply and it's that thing that we're talking about all right, all right you're in a standing position you take the guy down why do you take him down to the ground Oh, because you want to take away their power, their ability to be explosive or generate force. Because anybody in a standing position can be explosive. They can throw punches, they can slap you in the face, they can kick you, they can do all this stuff. And once you push them down onto the floor and their back's on the ground, they don't have the same ability to move or be explosive. Yeah. And that's what's dangerous. And then you kind of can move into all the other things that, you know, go into like, right, when you're on the top, you should be doing this. You should, again, focus on getting past the legs because the legs are dangerous. And even though their back's on the floor, 
if the person wanted to kick you, it could still be very explosive or very powerful, whatever. And like, I think watching the beginners as they come in, particularly if you explain this stuff, it starts to just form an idea in their brain and it starts to make some sense to them. Otherwise, they're just there on the bottom lying with their feet on the, up in the end. They're like, oh, I don't know why the hell I'm here. <laughs> um, so I do think like explaining why things are the way they are really does help with learning. It, it accelerates the learning a lot, I think. Um, and that's something that I've tried to do with the BJJ 101 website. That's, the stu- that's the stuff that I've started to implement here. And, you know, I'm no philosopher. I don't have a degree in philosophy like John Danaher and all these guys and stuff like that. But just by, you know, watching that one podcast and putting that idea into your head, you already start to look at things differently. So I have to go, okay, well, all right, if I'm escaping positions, what seems to be the most common situation or how am I actually getting out of here in the most basic fundamental way what am I actually doing or I'm trying to like move away from him and, and stand up or I'm trying to move away from him or disconnect from him a little bit put my legs back in the way what am I trying to do and, and the thing you I think the more you think about it in that really really simple basic way the more you just go like man this isn't as complex as it seems yeah you know the, there's a the, the the rule or the system that you're going to use in these areas is a lot less yeah, like crazy than all the movements because if you just watch the movements the guy's putting his leg here and his arm there and it's like man I don't know what's going on but I, f- I think when you, when you start talking about concepts in, in Jiu Jitsu uh, for me that was the challenging part uh, by being an instructor is teaching pretty much the concepts for people yeah. you know because uh, teaching the step by step position is easy you can yeah, teach yeah. anyone yeah. to do that yeah. but uh, teaching and make people understand Stand, the concepts yeah. of staying on the top, yeah, yeah. passing the legs. Why should you pass the legs? Yeah. That's a system that we adopt um, when we're teaching the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. That I'm using um, in the other academy I teach as well. So the the simple way we do with the kids, with a very uh, easy language we use for the kids, it makes a lot of sense because yeah, yeah. you explain the the easy part, you know? You are on the top, you stay on the top, you pass the legs and you control the upper body. From there, mount, backpack would be the most successful way to yeah. do a submission. And that's the main goal of jiu-jitsu from the top. If you're on the bottom, you should find a guard. So to do a guard, you need four grips. That's a, a basic concept that we kind of end on pretty much uh, systemized the, the way we teach. I was going to ask you this question, Lucas, like, because Anton, in my opinion, is very fantastic at this, like it getting, uh, put things together, creates a program, you know, every year we um, reassess, so every year we do a program for Gaha, what we're going to work towards the whole year, uh, it gets easier for the the, the students, we, we saw the, the improvement, like they have the focus on certain techniques, you know, and certain concepts for six to eight weeks, and then that changed through the year. And then we review, and Anton is really good at it, it's been very helpful. Um, what do you think, in your opinion, like uh, it's been uh, helpful for the students and for the coaches themselves in terms of development, self-development? What's your opinion on that? And I think um, the idea of creating a system from the top that we we're building a system from uh for nine weeks right from the top i think every student 
is getting the idea of what what doing from the top in uh, different aspects you know uh -huh. so when when you are on the top and these situations occurs in, in, in the close guard how would you uh, go to break the close guard uh, open guard uh, how you should move and I think um, the way we are breaking down this um, um, sequence in systems they make easier for the students to understand the, con the main concept of the thing I think that's my idea and um, if you if you stop and look at the whole thing the way we explain we normally try to do very effective positions we normally do positions that really works you know it's hard to come to a gaha class and you're gonna see like doing something very orthodox that's um, not a hundred percent effective in a competition wise you know yep. we normally focus competition on doing... and self-defense like I, I think like particularly for me I th and, and all the other instructors here I don't think anybody here um, and, and I don't think that's by like choice or anything like that it's just like naturally what we kind of show and what we kind of gravitate towards is like there's very few instructors or even people here that practice techniques or do techniques that aren't like transferable from gi to no gi to self-defense to MMA like it's it's you know it's pretty fundamental jiu-jitsu but core, yeah. if, if you do it well man you can you can do well with anybody also like the techniques we we do and we show and we stick to are things you can do from white belt to black belt and still be effective from you know competition jiu-jitsu to MMA and still be effective um, like I think that's the idea you know, I think that's the idea of doing jiu-jitsu to begin with. Like, what was the purpose of it being created as a form of self-defense? Why? Because people were beating the shit out of each other in, in the street and stuff. And you had to learn how to defend yourself. Like, if you listen to some of the stories that Eduardo has about where he started jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, like, it was necessary for you to learn because otherwise you couldn't protect yourself. You must be effective yeah. and you must spend less energy as possible and yeah. that's jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So anything that's more complicated, more acrobatic, that is less effective and yeah. spend more energy, it's not the best way. And it's not saying that you know you should never learn like sports jiu-jitsu techniques like a bear and bowl or going underneath and getting in the back. All that stuff's great too. But you need to have some effective stuff that you can use in whatever scenario you're in. And I think like... I do sometimes think the berry ball might be the best option yeah, the, for sure. the most it's effective option for sure, that's, for sure. that's why you should know yeah. but if it's not the most effective man, why would you go there you know? yeah, yeah. I, like, I think people have gravitated a lot from the roots of Jiu Jitsu not, not everybody I think there's still a lot of gyms that focus on the fundamental stuff and you know they, they, they're more focusing you know Nogi stuff or they're more focusing MMA or this and that but I think a lot of gyms um, and a lot of people have completely gravitated towards like sports jiu-jitsu, which is also fine. But you, 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 in my opinion, just like anything else, like if you have a look at karate and when it became commercialized, whatever, it waters down the efficiency and, and the effectiveness of of all the stuff there. Yeah, and, because, and, and like the simple the, the simplest way to kind of understand it is like. I went to Brazil and I went to America and I talked to some guys there and you know they, they talk about like what happened before and, and I, I was never there so I'm not going to speculate on what happened but they talk about guys that 
man, these guys are never going to be world champions. They were never going to be world champions and stuff like that. But they got into an argument with a guy that is a world champion in the bar or something like that. And the guy shoots on him and does this and they get up saying he puts on a guillotine and he chokes the world champion out unconscious and stuff like that. And just because you're a world champion in jiu-jitsu and just because you're good at these things and you're good at performing in a 10-minute time frame, stuff like that, doesn't mean you can defend yourself. Doesn't mean that you can protect yourself when you need to. Man, there's, there's, you know, you, you can have a look at stories of guys that are MMA fighters that fight on the highest level of MMA, um, where somebody breaks into their house and man, they, they, they don't know how to stop the guy and stuff like that, and they're fighting for 30 minutes and the guy's on meth and blah blah, blah like, and and you know whatever. But I think that a lot of the the core stuff that made jiu-jitsu so effective where, where you hit, where you see Hoist Gracie fighting a guy so much bigger than him and still being able to defeat him and stuff like that has disappeared a little bit. I think so. And it, it just happens. It just happens. And it just happens like a franchise business. When there's a place that makes really good burgers and then it becomes a franchise and the, the quality kind of goes down. And it's just how it goes. I, I think like uh, what, what happens as well, if, I think there's a lot of coaches... And this doesn't go to jiu-jitsu, that can go to yoga, that can go to any sport uh, um, or activity. There's a lot of coaches that what they want to do, and they're not good teachers in my opinion, because they want to do is to show the student how much they know. So they want to look good. So they'll come with this most sophisticated position yeah. that is very difficult in so many steps. But that person that just started jiu-jitsu, that's the last thing he needs to see. But the guy is so worried about looking good and see how he's going to, like, uh, for the student to look at him, oh, my God, this is God. You yeah. know what I mean? But you are actually not doing the first job that a teacher should do, which is teach. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> make, make the person well, good at the thing you're showing. And I, and I can't believe, but it happens over and over, mm. you know? Like, you teach the base, you give a great foundation to someone... Later on, they're going to do the, the variations. They're going to do everything. You give a good recipe to start, they will, they will go with the, like the arts. They will develop themselves. Yeah. And, and like as a man, I think as a coach, like the most beautiful thing or the most rewarding thing for you to see is watching the students actually performing the stuff that you're teaching them. Like, man, going to a competition or even in the gym training. Like, man, completing and succeeding with the stuff you're showing. True. Because, like, as, as much as you might feel great because you're like, oh, I know more than these guys and I'm going to, oh, yeah, you think you know, we'll have a look at this position. Like, man, that lasts for 30 seconds, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you feel great for two, two yeah, seconds. True, but, true. man, you, you, can, what, you, can, you know that you're helping these people's lives, man. Yeah. You're giving them a skill, a real skill, not showing them more or less or whatever, man. You're giving them a skill. They can protect themselves now. Yes. All right? If yes. they train consistently and they continue to train. You know what I mean? True. Um, you know, just one thing that, like, kind of, same area, but um, I just want to focus a little bit more on the kids, because obviously you help me with the kids a lot here at Gaha. You also um, teach um, at another gym and, and do a lot of work with kids and stuff like that. You also referee, and you're always refereeing um, kids' fights and things like that. Um and, and there's positives and negatives to everything, but what, what's your um, perspective on, like, kids starting jiu-jitsu what do you think like the benefits are like is there any what's your idea or your philosophy on kind of like kids learning jiu-jitsu man after i started working with kids i just realized if if i have kids my kids will do jiu-jitsu for 100 percent sure man jiu-jitsu 
makes the the kids have discipline they learn how to respect mm. they learn the time they can talk the time they cannot talk you know you make the the kid uh, respectful on the mat and um, if they apply that out outside of the mats they're gonna be really good person in my opinion yeah. so that's a life lesson every time they come to jiu-jitsu I think that comes down a lot to the the instructors and the gym as well like um, for example we um, coached some kids and they did a competition on the weekend right and uh, you know the weekend or last weekend something like that but there's still going to be negative aspects of people's character so it's and this is something that we've we're starting to implement even more now um, which is like actually having like a code of conduct or a moral code that people have to kind of follow particularly for the kids like as an adult people are already formed and as long as they're vaguely acceptable by the other students are right, whatever you know what I mean like they, they can get along they're not causing major dramas all the time and there's people here that come and do that too there's people that don't want to assimilate, that don't want to be a part of the community. They want to change things the way that they want, and those people always struggle. Whatever gym they go to, they're going to have issues. Whatever, I want to come with resistance into a place that's already formed, you're going to have problems. So that, that'll that happen always, and that can happen with the kids too. So the adults is another story completely. They're even more difficult to deal with because they already have all these bad habits and ideas of their own to deal with. But particularly for like the junior kids, I think this is like one of the most important things that you can implement. Because like going back to the story I was talking about, we did a kids competition thing on the weekend, and you know the kids are fighting, whatever. And there's a, there was another there was another child on the other opposing kind of team that you know wins a fight. Or almost gets submitted or submitted somebody or something like that or man and, uh, uh, beating his man this kid's 11 years old and this type of behavior from 11 year old kid throwing the belt on the mat yeah for me is completely out of line completely disrespectful yeah, and, and you know the coaches are there and stuff like that they don't say nothing they just yeah. let it happen the fact that we realize that you know as a as a, as a our academy got realized that we are addressing that we're creating values that are going to be started to be taught in uh, during classes i think that's a very important thing we all talked about this before it's crucial right now uh, the, the the parents don't have much time anymore schools don't care about yeah, this anymore yeah. and these are life lessons like you mentioned looks to take it to life you know these kids there are kids and teens today they will have to be they will have to work with other people they have to socialize with other people they have to negotiate they have yeah. to they're gonna lose sometimes they're gonna win sometimes yeah. if they don't have these values you know respect honest honor dedication you know um all these values are very very um like i've i come from judo i did judo they uh, judo was created by a samurai yeah. And all these codes are very implemented, like on a formation of a human being by Judah. They used uh, since you're like five years old in class, you get to see this, and that really you can see how the behavior of a judo a judo guy cannot take his shirt off in a stadium. He gets disqualified. Yeah, Do you know that yeah. in a stadium, like he has to go to the toilet. Like that's the, the the type of etiquette that they yeah, yeah, they implement, yeah. you know. So I think this is wonderful that we we saw the uh, the need and we are addressing, which I think is yeah. fantastic that the job that we're doing, because 
that doesn't matter. The kid can be. It's about being a world champion in life. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a good human being. That's the most important thing. Like let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about the competition. It's about a human being that we're trying to bring our best and good and, for the community. And I think that's the hardest part of teaching kids. Uh, teaching them how to choke each other is easy. Easy, yeah, for sure. Easy, easy Molding to, a, a easy kid, to show a triangle. Yeah. But when you have a kid that's misbehaving. For you to get the kid in the right path, that's that's the the job that for sure. I feel that I need to do when I step on the mat. That's for sure, the thing. I agree, man. But saying something that you kind of just mentioned is like, man, I think people need to start earlier because I think there's a certain age in which you can affect somebody, and True. then after a certain point, you, you you can have some effect, but it's not the same. I think, like, in my opinion, from just teaching the kids at Gaha here myself. From we start from five. Otherwise, they they can't really, um, you know, formulate ideas yet. They can't move their body properly. They can't understand things yet. They're too young. They're too young to, you know, maybe even six, five or six. They have to start about then. Anything earlier than that's too young. They can't even they comprehend what's going on. So, let's say they're five or six years old and they start jujitsu. I think between five and eight, if you can implement those, so five years old to eight years old, if you can implement those ideas. If you can implement the concepts of jiu-jitsu like we talked about, just the basic idea, like what do you, where are you? I'm on the top. Where are you? I'm on the bottom. What do you do from the bottom? On the bottom, I can do guard. What do you do from the top? I try to get past the legs and get to a dominant position, controlling the upper body, whatever. But if you do that as well with, you know, these moral things like being accountable for your behavior, being respectful. And you know, treating other people how you expect to be treated, and things like that, and being honest, and not making stuff up because it's easier. Because how many techniques did you do? Oh, I I did ten. Are you sure it didn't look like you did ten? No, no, I did ten. And they're lying through their teeth. You can you can tell. I think that if you can reach them between that age, you're probably going to have a massive effect on that person's character as they develop. So, in my opinion, if you have kids, if you have young kids, man, put them into jujitsu immediately. All right, and obviously, you know, have a look around, find the gym that you know, you, you know, kind of matches what you believe and stuff like that. Because, again, because the coaches do have a the big impact, impact on the how the mo on, mo on how the, the person's going to absolutely and the values of the gym. Absolutely, absolutely. and There's if no you doubt. go to this gym that's you know a bit rougher and you know does this and does uh, that and everyone's like this or like and the coach tweaks to get on a fight on the yeah. weekend and think it's cool, you're gonna get a kid Whatever. that's correct, correct, be a bit twisted. Be I twisted. think yeah. I think the. Um, values and the moral part of um, of the martial arts, um, talking about jiu-jitsu, was kind of lost because jiu-jitsu is a new sport. So the sports jiu-jitsu started in 1995, 1994, yeah. if I'm not wrong. And um, because it became from judo, the, I think a lot of um, academies, they lost these, the, the way that the judo guy used to teach, you know, oh, the moral, sure. the values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because jiu-jitsu is a new sport, but also, it kind of lost a little bit the the way. Yeah, the, the beginning stuff from the Japanese culture. So, but also like, like not many people talk about it as much, but the way jiu-jitsu started wasn't real honorable, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't the most, um, like the people that used to do jiu-jitsu was the same people that were in the beginning of, of MMA, they weren't upstanding citizens. All of them, you know what I mean. They were guys that wanted to go there and, and they want to challenge people, people to prove that the I'm, efficiency I'm, I'm the of biggest, the, 
of their martial arts yeah, or, or against other martial against arts. other martial arts and then and also later on like man i'm the toughest guy in the city you know mm-hmm. what i mean this mm-hmm. was the type of people that started jiu-jitsu it wasn't it's actually true they put advertising on the newspaper <laughs> like oh if you want to come and have a challenge yeah, us, yeah. this is our address call us like if we're selling a car on gun yeah. these days you know what i mean yeah i mean so like <laughs> the the on the honorable part of jiu-jitsu like it, it didn't really start that way it came from judo and came from you know japanese martial arts and stuff and that whole you know you know culture and lineage of everything's to do with respect and you know etiquette and all this stuff and that kind of got lost in the deviated translation a bit. deviated yes. a lot because man <laughs> it wasn't really it wasn't really, and, and, and like in, I think in my opinion, if you have a look at all martial arts, the beginnings of that martial art was never honorable. It was about violence. That's why it became effective. If you have a look at where did judo come from, it came from samurais warring against each other, killing each other, and figuring out the best way to kill somebody else. And that's also why jiu-jitsu is so effective. It was people in Brazil fighting each other for real in the street, in the gym, on the beach, whatever, to show that my martial art is the best, that I'm the, the toughest guy in the city, I'm the toughest guy here, but that's why it's so effective. That's why it's so effective. And if you have a look at every martial art, that's how it always starts. That's how it can only start for it to be effective. Yeah. And it only gets watered down more and more as we move into franchises and business and blah, blah, blah. So... It's just interesting. I'm not saying one's better or worse. It's just interesting to think about, you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people try to avoid talking about that area of jiu-jitsu because it's like, oh, well, you need to respect each other. No, well, wait a second. We didn't start with respect, but no martial art did and no civilization did. You know what I mean? Man, people used to kill each other all the time. We don't do that anymore because we agree as a society you shouldn't. And, and it, it's actually, you know, it's a positive thing. Don't go around bashing each other just because you can't. Right. Same with jiu-jitsu. It started out with guys beating each other up. I'm the best guy. My martial art is the best. And it, you know, it went to gyms and teams and things like that. And now people train because it's a great thing to learn about yourself. And it's a great skill to have. So if you ever need to defend yourself, you can. But the origins of any martial art is always violence. That's why it's effective. Yes. But when you went to these uh, these like a common ground level of uh, we are training and we're trying yeah. to improve ourselves and it became uh, something a lot more easier to um, g- get this um, bond because yeah. I'll tap, you're going to let it go and you tap and I'll let it go. So we pretty much will have each other's life, right? So that the bond that Jiu-Jitsu does, yeah, theory, it's, yeah. it's, yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing because... You are literally giving like each other's. You're putting my life in your hands, Trust right, and vice versa. Mm. And that kind of respect, and the respect is utmost because yeah. of it. You know what I mean? And that's what uh, that's why part of the values that is so easy to to brought up and create. Look, we're doing a ultimate exchange here. We're exchanging lives. You know, trust here. Yeah. So I think it's a great uh, ground for implement those values more than ever you know i believe so so like lucas said like if you have young kids or if 
you, you want your kids to, you know, focus on improving themselves <clears throat> as a person or developing into a I think teens too. I think it's important in teens, but in my opinion, if you the earlier you get the somebody the better. something, the I better agree. it is. Like, I agree. like you said with Judah, if you started at five years old, you already have those ideas in your head. Yes. The, the, and I'm not saying it's not going to work as if you're a teen or whatever, but in my, this is what I witnessed from, from training and, and teaching the kids. From the age of 10 and up, they're already formulating their own personality and their own thoughts and beliefs, and they already think they know more than the instructor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Particularly yeah. within Australia, where everyone has access to the internet, they already watched but they already, a world champion guy doing technique. Nah, man, I already know more than you because I watched this guy on the internet. But from I, I think from ten onwards, this is just from watching. I'm sure oh, there's some sure. I agree with you, theories 100%. of psychology I agree or something with you. like the that. The earlier the better. But I believe there is a. Uh, uh, in that teenager years, yeah. it's very it's very um, hard on a kid because he's very success- susceptible. They don't have their own self worth and self values, and they're very susceptible to follow what people talk about them. For sure. So you know, social media, for example, you tell, "Oh, this girl is ugly." This girl, she thinks she's terrible. You know yeah. what I mean? For example, and and if she has a good environment where she's training, she have people like embracing her with good yeah. It's a very crucial time. That if they are around doing some engaging some like yeah, something, something like jujitsu, yeah. I think it's so important for them to feel confident yeah. to overcome that and start building the self worth. You know, I just and just have like a, a group of peers that they can you know like interact with where they're not going out and doing silly. Man, stuff I've been and, through this. I was like yeah. I was 14, 15, and you had man bad people, gang, you know what I mean? All the, you know, yeah. drugs, drugs and all that. Yeah. And wow. you have jiu-jitsu, you know? You know, and you have or in whatever between. whatever other hobby you're doing. And you have in sure. between, yeah. you know? Like, so the jiu-jitsu keeps you on the line because you, you look at it and go, oh, I'll, I'll go to jiu-jitsu. Let me train jiu-jitsu. And you just, yeah. you just go building on that path, you know? It's For a sure. different path. Sure. And, and, and if you're already open to that avenue because you started whenever, man, it's a good thing to have. It's, it's nice watching the kids now and the teens particularly. Like you, like you talk about, there's a group of teens that come and train with the adults. And they come here on Friday nights, they come here on Saturday mornings for the open mat, and they hang out here all, all night. And all Can't get better than that, man. And, yeah, it's it's nice to watch. It's nice to watch knowing that, you know what, they're not... And you know what, they might go and do the wrong thing in some other time or whatever, but right now, they're enjoying that. They, they have a balance. They have a balance, and they, again, they have different avenues, because Correct. that avenue of, like going and hanging out with people that are doing bad stuff is always open that's always going to be open but if they're in jiu-jitsu if they're doing soccer if they're doing bowler they have another avenue to put their effort and energy and intention into if there's nothing else because a kid sits at home and plays video games the only thing he has is this yes and the contact I found what I really think is so important is the contact with other adults Uh, it's not in a pub it's not doing the wrong you know a wrong adult is is a you know, a very good influence yeah. with different age groups, different uh, walks of life, yeah. you know, in a nice environment, safe environment. That, that's jiu-jitsu, that's priceless. That's what the parents sometimes will find out later and come and tell us, oh, thank you very much, eyes, you know, full of, like, tears and all that because that that is priceless, literally. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, that everyone, saved my life, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone is improving life when yeah. they're doing jiu-jitsu, in my opinion. They come to do a training and they improve as a person, you know? Even yeah. for adults, I they, they get more resilient, yeah. you know, they understand how to deal with pressure, 
So when, for example, if they go to an interview and they already feel the pressure in jiu-jitsu, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> if you sure. if you start to analyze, it's it's the same thing, you know. I agree. It's the pressure when someone is putting weight on your chest, you can't breathe. You have to make a decision under pressure. The, the same decision. Thing that's, that's, that's why it. I like to train on Monday mornings because okay. after have someone choking me, my whole week will be fine. You know what I mean? I really think that. <laughs> <laughs> And like, yeah, I, I think this is a really interesting conversation. You can talk about it forever because it just like the the benefits in which anybody can find find from jujitsu is massive. You know what I mean? There's so many many different aspects of your, your your character, all the different flaws that you have, and how you can improve in yourself as a human being just by going and doing this, you know, martial art. Lucas, let me ask you something here. Um, you, um, you know, like. Anto and I, we, we both like, uh, you know, heavy, you know, and, and the, the, how, how in your opinion, like you're a lot, a lot lighter than us, for example, and like many other guys that might be watching right now, uh, will be watching, what do you think are the difference in perspective of like uh, having a lighter weight, you know what I mean, what that can implicate in your jiu-jitsu, like is that, what are the, the tools that you're going to have to play more and how do you address that? Uh, I think... I always had to work in being technical rather than using force. Of course, uh, through all the the way um, from white and now to purple belt, I changed a lot um, my the way I used to play the the strategy, game, your approach, the strategy, yeah. everything. It changed a lot. But uh, once I I got more uh, graduated in jiu-jitsu, I started to realize that fighting bigger guys wouldn't be very um, effective for me to fight against them using force. So uh, at, at certain point, I was trying to use force, trying to fight, and I was always losing and didn't understand why. Mm. But when I understood this and I started to think in a different way and I started to understand that I was faster and I could move around and rather than fighting the force I would just dissipate the force would be spending less energy and getting better positioning so I think it changed a lot the way I used to think from when I was a white and blue belt from now that I'm purple belt you know yeah so everything I think it changed I think a lot changes a lot when you start to improve your jiu-jitsu and understand the concepts helps a lot as well. And, and it's funny how a lot of the work that you're mentioning right now actually had to happen in your head. Yeah. You know, you had to really analyze, think through it, and then you could probably start to change, right? Yeah, I think the, the mindset is really important for jiu-jitsu. For example, um, before I would come to train, when I was a blue belt, or you would come for training, and would put my game, my best game in, in play when I would roll with people. So I would uh, pull guard, half guard, deep half guard, and sweep or going to the back. Then I was doing that over and over and over and over. And I was good doing that. Yeah. But it feels good. It's it, feels, it feels good. It feels because, great. Yeah, yeah guys come past my guard. I'm doing a great job. But I wasn't improving in other areas, yeah. you know? Yeah. And after I changed this approach, I was improving much more. I improved much more, like now I when agree. I come when I come to training, and for example, if I'm training with a white belt, 
I would go and decide um, which areas I want to improve in my Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. So my Brimbolo doesn't feel very good. I would try Brimbolo. So I would try from the bottom, from the top, you know, De La Riva, putting guy in De La Riva from the top and spin to the back. So it's, I think, it's, it's everything about the way you think and the way you set up the, the mindset, pretty much. Yeah. So the way you analyze in CG2 changes everything. I agree with you. I agree with you. And the other thing as well that uh, I I'm a big uh, I think that a lot of people have this misunderstanding. Is like um, you ha you can be the the lightest guy in the world or the heaviest guy in the world. The best thing will be for you to have both games. Like a lighter guy will have to know how to put weight. It's very important. There will be positions that is super crucial. You know what I mean? For him to put weight. A heavy guy as well will have times that it's very good for him to be to have the speed and to do things a little bit quicker rather than just put pressure. And you have this mix makes you a much better player. You know, classic example, uh, Buchecha. Classic example on the other spectrum, Marcelo Garcia. People think that Marcelo Garcia is always quick. I've seen Marcelo Garcia putting pressure inside control and staying there as well. Knows how to do both. You become a much more completer guy, regardless yeah. the weight too, you know? Like touching on that, I think like um, you said before, like the, probably the biggest thing that people neglect in most aspects of anything, that they, any hobby or endeavor or whatever, is the, the, the mental side of it, which, is, which includes the conceptual understanding. You know what I mean? Like you can't teach people to be wise, eh? No, like think wise, it, you know? It, it, you, can, you can try, you, you can, can help. explain, you, you can guide. lead them to the, you can guide them to the correct direction and stuff, but the only way that they're going to learn truly for themselves is to implement it think about the stuff that they're being told and then kind of go, oh, okay, ah, oh, I'm seeing where it is now. All right, I understand, like you're saying, like instead of using force and fighting and making pressure with somebody that's much bigger than me, I need to do this instead. Um, and it's the inverse or the opposite for somebody that's big. Like they get by being powerful. There's lots of guys here that are big guys. They're much more powerful than everybody else. And at a certain point, they cannot submit people, they cannot pass the guard, they cannot take the back, they can't succeed with techniques because for so long, they've relied on their physical strength. And it makes the coaches so frustrated sometimes because like we're talking for years, you know what I mean? And sometimes they'll be like seriously five, ten years to the person understands and then goes, but... It happens. You it, know it, I mean? It's just a common pitfall for jujitsu. It's like he's saying, like my best game makes me feel great. Makes me feel great. Why wouldn't I come to train and feel change? great? Why would I do anything different? The problem with that is it only lasts for a period of time, and it might be ten years, it might be five years, it might be three months. It doesn't matter. It's based on your physicality, and your physicality diminishes. The thing that everybody should be striving for or tries to strive for is being technically sound in positions, understanding also. So we're now combining the mental part of jiu-jitsu and the physical part of jiu-jitsu <laughs> to make a complete, you know, effective system or, you know, um, application of whatever you're doing. That doesn't happen normally. What normally happens is the easier option. And in my opinion, it's easier for, for lighter guys to be better at jiu-jitsu because they can't rely on strength. By default, by, by physicality, yeah, not, they, they, they cannot rely on something like a bigger guy can. But that's also, if you just have a look at jiu-jitsu in general, look at 
the guys at 120 kilos competing and look at the guys 62 kilos competing. Which one's more technical? They will be doing more positions as well. There'll be more yeah, there's more exchanges. Yeah. More, but ju just as a more. general idea, who's more technical? Who's more technically sound with their positioning? Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy. Why? Because every time he trains, he doesn't train with a 62 kilo guy. Sometimes he trains with a 120 kilo guy. Sometimes he trains with an 80 kilo guy. He needs to adapt and he change. He has to all adapt always yeah. to being more technical because that's all he can rely on. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're more flexible and whatever, and that's fine too. They, they, they have different aspects in physicality that they excel in. The guy that's heavy is obviously stronger and he can lean on people. He can pull weight, stop people from moving, making it hard, whatever. Mm -hmm. But particularly for me, because I'm a bigger guy, I'm a heavy dude, I always tried to focus on the technical aspect of stuff. And I'm still not the most technical person if you compare me to somebody of, you know, a high level guy that's 77 kilos, they're probably going to be more technical than me. Now, competition is one thing, but just learning in general when talking about weights and stuff like that, heavier guys have a much harder time being technical. Yeah. Because it's not it's not intuitive for them. Because you know what's intuitive? Fuck, make power. Make power. <laughs> if you make power, it works. If you put more intensity, it works. With somebody that's weaker than you, for sure. If you're a bigger guy, 80% of the people you're going to train with are already smaller and weaker than you. So you're going to do well just by making force. But then you're going to train with a guy that's more technical than you and make your power worth yeah, nothing. Which is, and then you get depressed. Yeah, yeah correct. You, have a, you see a strong yeah, guy depressed at the gym, yeah. looking down, leaving the gym. <laughs> you know he's not being technical. And this is what happens on your first day in jiu-jitsu. They put you with a girl that's a purple belt that's 70 kilos and you're a 100 kilo guy and she submits you four times and you go, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and that's why you start jiu-jitsu to begin with. But... After you learn two years of jiu-jitsu and you can rely on your kimura and you can rely on your armbar and you can rely on this, it, 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 man, that's going to last for another seven years. You've got seven years of that kimura left because you're not adding any more setups. You're not adding any ways to the back. You're not adding... But... I think people... Also, there's the physicality that goes down. The, you start getting also, older, yeah, but also yeah. people start watching what you're doing. You, you, people start like, yeah, okay, I know this Kimura is going to come. aware of what's happening. You can't just have two, you know what I mean? I know, so but even, even that. Even but it, seven years, I'll give you seven years. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's being, you know, yeah, generous. Yeah, you can cut it, yeah. Yeah, you, you can, can cut it in half because as the guy gets older, all the woman will hurt. But the, the point is, is like, they rely on something that's not going to last. Yes. And it's, the, I, in my opinion, this is the most common pitfall in jiu-jitsu. Even for guys that, like, aren't that big. Like, this is the most confusing thing for me. <laughs> it's a guy that's small and approaches jiu-jitsu like a powerful person. This, for me, is so conflicting and contradictory. They never do But I well. think it has to do with that, what we were talking uh, the other day. It has to do with, thing, uh, with the, the emotion. We, I don't want to lose, you know, that, that anger yeah. put, like, into the game. You 100%. Know? And, and the thing is, is if you can't go p combine the mental aspect of things and the physical aspect of things, you can't find a balance or a harmony in it where you can actually be effective. And see what's happening. And, I mean, I struggle with that in the start of jiu-jitsu, particularly with competition. I wanted to bash people and to hurt them I, sh I should have been doing MMA you know what I'm saying like I wanted to, I wanted to and I, I had the same approach when I played rugby and this is also an issue if you come from another martial art that's aggressive you're going to have a, a, like a, it's going to set you back there's guys there's kids that come from rugby there's guys that come from boxing or, or karate like Kyokushin karate go forward just yeah, keep going go forward and make more force and make more power and the thing is is that is emotional that's emotional already you're not combining the mental aspect and the physical aspect of jiu-jitsu and then just, you know, 
playing with the movements and capitalizing on things that are there. You're trying to force your way to do whatever you want. And again, I had the same problem. When I used to play rugby, I wanted to hurt people. I wanted to go there and hit people within the rules, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I wanted to go there. There's one direction. And one, I wanted to, there's no you know, change in the you know, I wanted to smash people and break their ribs and blah, 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 and whatever. Yeah. But, and the thing is, is like transferring that over to jiu-jitsu, it's not effective, man. Mm-hmm. It's not effective at all. It doesn't matter how aggressive you are. It doesn't matter how badly you want to beat the other person. You have to understand how to do that tactically. And you can't do that if you're aggressive. You can't do that if you're emotional. And I've lost multiple fights where I was even, you know, dominating. Dominating everything. But because I get arrogant or aggressive or whatever, I would end up losing. I would throw the guy and do all this stuff, ah, and then go, yeah, man, I'm, the, I sm- I'm beating you. And then bang, I get on about it or something. Or smashing, destroying somebody, dominating them in every aspect physically, and then go, man, you can't do anything. You're not even good. And then they get my back and they choke me. And that's something that for me has been the... Like, you want to talk about self-improvement in jiu-jitsu. For me, this has been the biggest improvement. Understanding your own emotions, understanding yourself so much more. You can't be like that. And you can take to life. Yeah. You can't can't be like that in life because you don't have control of what's going to happen. You don't have control of the outcome. If you just explode over stuff all the time, you get pissed off. You you can't deal with somebody else. You, You can never be in business with anybody. Yeah, you explode true. all the time and get upset or pissed off. Or little if, thing will if you go get crazy. annoyed by a little thing, man, how are you going to have a relationship with anybody? You, you're never going to have a wife. You're never going to have children. You're never going to have all this stuff. So, like, so many personal things you have to improve on and stuff like that. But it's just interesting um, about this scenario. That partic- like, and, uh, man, there was people talking to me this week about how they used to do Muay Thai and all this stuff. And, you know, they're, they're going to transfer all their skills. And I'm like, look... It's good if you have positive skills from something else. Most people just bring bad habits to jiu-jitsu, to be honest. That, that, that's the big thing, whether it's emotionally or physically. Most people just bring bad habits. Unless you're a five to eight-year-old kid where you have no habits yet, you have no bad things to focus on, you're going to bring bad habits. And, and what you're doing in, in, as you're in your pursuit of learning jiu-jitsu is you're learning how to correct those bad habits. And that's something that you know I think about a little bit when. And I, I think that's so. also people that come from other uh, other martial arts. They already think it's quite funny actually when you talk to people yeah. and they think they already think they had a lead because they've they done that know. before. I've done not five a, years of my time. Not only that, that they, won't help you old. nothing in jujitsu. You know what I mean? Not so, only that though, their job. They think that their job, where if it's a position of power, successful this, somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah it, same it, thing. It doesn't gonna help you anything. Much rather have the mentality of like, okay, let's start it from zero. Like anything that I love learning new skills and I love to have that feeling as I'm a, I'm a completely raw beginner. I yeah. really enjoy that. And all I like these days is that I get to, I spend, I've been doing yoga for a year and a half, two years, like religiously three, four times a week. I'm still asking questions about the down dog because I want to know. And there's so many different like uh, nuances and variations. Yeah. Like, so because I want to have a good foundation, understand that from jiu-jitsu, if I had a good foundation, I'm going to be good no matter what, and I'm going to be doing the right thing at least. So my body will be feeling good, So which is what I might go. So 
Um, I think that's what people lack. They just think, I want to be good, I want to be good. Man, yeah. just focus on the base. Just calm down. Go back. Don't worry about it. Be humble. Be. Yeah. That's great to be a beginner. That's awesome. How many people, you know, start in their first three months, they're already talking about, you know, being a world champion and competing and all this stuff. Man, like, the people uh, have lost their minds, I think. Like, <laughs> there's people, that, man, there's people that have started and, you know, they're talking about how they're going to break down people's games in jiu-jitsu and they've been training for three sessions like i had a guy i had a guy that arrived here you guys know this guy he arrived here he watch a podcast like bring you guy watch a podcast and it's like oh jiu-jitsu it can't take more than than five e- uh, five years to to get a black belt because you can learn piano in in, in five <laughs> years and i'm like do you play piano no don't <laughs> jiu-jitsu no Come on, tell me which podcast did you do this? You know what I mean? Come on, man! Don't come with these phrases. You know what I mean? Like yeah, made it and bring it on the plate. Man, never a, done none of them. You know? They read a story or whatever, and they. So they, sometimes I see him right now, and he's he's getting better now. He's been training. You know what I mean? And then becoming all the time struggling like normal to learn something. And sometimes I look at him. So is that easy to learn to to, to then play piano? And like, oh yeah, don't talk about that. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, man. Everything's hard. Anything you want to excel at is going to be difficult, man. Life's hard, man. Jiu-jitsu's hard. Pick whatever. Pick whatever hard you want, man. You want to. You want to run a business. That's hard. You want to get good at jiu-jitsu. That's difficult. That's hard. But you have to be realistic with it as a bare minimum. If you're going to be delusional, you're just going to be upset. And and that's that's like what we're talking about. All these negative, you know. Um, points of people's character and behavior that they bring with them people bring bad habits unless you're a, 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 a kid a five-year-old kid where you haven't had time to develop any flaws or issues or major you know bad habits you're going to come here with things to improve on as a person not only jiu-jitsu as a person and um yeah man it's always going to be difficult it's always going to be hard and i think just like you're saying even when you said about the yoga your goal shouldn't be to be a world champion initially, straight away. Your goal shouldn't be to, I want to go there and I want to be Gordon Ryan and I want to fight people and I want the fame and the glory and all this stuff. And, you know, I want to be cool and I want to take a photo of, you know, the belt that I got and I want to take a photo of the medals that I won on the competition or, or I'm competing or whatever. Th- that's not important, man. That's not important. What's important? When you first start jiu-jitsu or whatever... Just learn the thing, learn that thing, learn the art, understand the thing you're doing. And then later on, if you want to be a champion in jiu-jitsu, if you want to be an instructor, if you want to do MMA, whatever, yeah, you can choose. But man, in your first three months of doing something, it's not because you enjoy the sport, you're already thinking about the outcome. You haven't even spent any time learning the process. They're already thinking about the result before they started. They want to be doing jiu-jitsu because they want to be this guy. They want to be that girl. They want to be that girl. Or they want to look like... Man, the funniest thing for us, and we make a joke all the time, if there's a UFC on the weekend, particularly if McGregor's involved, the mat is full on a Monday. It's full. It's full, full, full. Full more than normal. Why? Because they watch the UFC on the weekend, they get excited about all this stuff, and they want that same glory. They want the same glory and the accolades of all winning and being a combat athlete and blah, blah, blah. True. You know I mean? and, it, and it's super interesting. It's just funny to notice. And I notice it in other things as well. If I go and win competitions, 
the next day of training, everybody pays attention. <laughs> everybody pays attention. If I lost or something like that, nobody listens. <laughs> Man, it's weird how people interact. That's just how they are. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, very. And look, there's, there's no perfect way. Like, the thing is, is like, don't hold yourself to the standard of what you know is on the internet or what other people are doing. Man, just try to improve for yourself. Do, your, do it for and, yourself. And, and the easiest do thing. Do what yourself want to do. Correct. And, invest and in yourself. Invest in take yourself. Take your time and on you. The easiest thing is like, just come here Think first. that everyone has flaws. Because Every, include yeah, yourself. Sure, Don't yourself. believe what yeah. my grandmother used to do when I go to a party. Oh, you're the most beautiful one. I'm not. Don't believe in what your grandma and your mom tells all the time. Man. It's yeah. not right. It's not it's true. Not, it's not Life's a struggle. You have to work and make the best out of it, you know? And work with what you have. Don't don't keep whinging all the time. Don't yeah. me, 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 you know? Like, just go and make the best out of it. I think the people should understand how to set realistic goals, goals for themselves, for sure. Honest. So true. So the ultimate goal, what's the ultimate goal of Jiu-Jitsu? You, for me, improving every day. That's yeah. that's yeah. my ultimate goal. I don't want to get black belt. I want to get a black belt. But, but it's that's, not the only that's goal. That's not the, my, my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is come here, but ask, train, and yeah. improve my Jiu-Jitsu. Ask, the, the, ask, the people, ask the people that have that goal. Oh, I want to be a purple belt. They get the purple belt and then they disappear. Yeah, because if no, you what have, are you gonna do when you get a black belt? Oh, my my only goal, I'm doing this for your black belt, and then you get the black belt, you do what? Put it on a wall and start taking pictures, and what do you do? Because you're gonna get a black belt one day, yeah. and you're gonna train with a black belt. You know what I mean? And then what? But again, we're talking about. It has to be evolution, yeah. Yeah, correct. You're talking about people that aren't doing it for the for themselves. They're doing it for something exterior, and when you do anything for something exterior, it doesn't last. It's it doesn't unsustainable. Last. Yeah. It's in, it's impossible to keep up with, because that motivation is never big enough. Yes. The motivation of looking famous or being famous or doing this or doing that. And, and that's the struggle with people that do become that guy. The guy that's the champion. The guy that's winning all the time. The guy that's won for 10 years. At a certain time, that gets tiring, man. You can't keep that up forever because you're not hungry for that thing anymore. And that's why you always see people rise and people fall. No, no one can stay there forever. It's impossible. True. And the thing is, is like, if your motivation or your goal is just to achieve this one, just even if it's be a world champion, my goal is to be a world champion. My goal is similar to Lucas. I want to continue doing jiu-jitsu for the rest of my life. I'm not here just to be a world champion. I think that might happen at some point. I have in time. these thoughts too. And I mean, but that might happen at doing, some point. You know, in time. For as long as I can, yeah. That's that's the But like, that's a much more powerful goal. You know what I mean? Anything that's exterior, and that's your number one goal. It's exterior. It's like I want to have. I want to be on Flow Grappling. I want to be a world champion. I want to, you know, make money. I want to do whatever. Anything that's exterior will always fail when it gets rough. When you're not doing well, when it's like the people here that come to training that aren't doing well. Like you said, because it's exterior, the days that they win, they come that week. The days that they lose, they don't come for two weeks. It's very interesting, and that's how people are. And <laughs> the thing is, is like you should use jiu-jitsu to learn more about yourself. You should use jiu-jitsu to learn about, you know what, maybe this is something that I don't want to do. I don't want to be this type of person that's so impulsive that if I don't feel good about this skill, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit or I'm going to stop training because I didn't do as good as I thought I should have or whatever. The same thing I said about me coaching. If I win, people pay attention. They ask me more questions. <laughs> they do this stuff. If I lose, no one wants to listen. 
Yep. Does it change my instruction? No, nothing changes. But for them it changes. The value changes because of something exterior. And people always focus on things exterior. It's distracting. It's so much more... Man, like we've talked about so many times about social media. and There's more and more pitfalls now. Before you didn't have to deal with all this stuff. There was other problems or there was other issues. Now you're distracted constantly. Constantly you're like being drawn to focus on stuff outside of yourself. Focus on this. Be a black belt. Focus on being a champion. Focus on the money you can have. Focus on how many girls you can get. Focus on this. Focus on this. Focus on this. But never on like, what do you want to do? How about me? How yeah, about what, what do you actually... Oh, I want a nice lifestyle. I want to continue training jiu-jitsu and teaching jiu-jitsu for the rest of my life. That, that never gets mentioned because that's not cool. That's not exciting. You know what's exciting? Feuds and slapping people in the face and getting aggressive and... Uh, you know what I mean? That's exciting. And people always gravitate towards the negative aspect of things. You know what I mean? That's why everyone always shits on each other online. Like, you are bad at this. You're horrible. You're There's no part. How many people go like, man, well done. It happens sometimes, but it's much less. Hmm. The majority of stuff is negative. People just yeah, spew people, out negativity because they're unhappy. People are getting so negative, in, especially in social media, right? Yeah. But I think because they, they're exactly because they're not looking after themselves. So mm -hmm. they, there's a legion of unhappy people there just waiting. To I know, but you get caught up. It's like a vortex, you know what I mean? You yeah. get caught up. You get Even guys that started off... Stay away. But I Stay away, but like I'm, you're talking about guys that are like world champion level jiu-jitsu practitioners that, you know... With decent get people, sucked you know, in. they get sucked in, man. You get yeah. sucked into this vortex, and it's not easy because once you're in that world of the internet and everything, like that's where you live. Mm, there's good things about that, and there's bad things. You're gonna get a lot True. of attention. You're gonna get a lot of this. You're gonna get, but you're gonna have all this as well to deal with. And it doesn't matter who you are. Interacting with that stuff affects you and affects you who you are as a person. Even if you're an adult, it changes you. Any anything that interacts with you changes you by default just by being just by interacting with it so pick your influence a little more you pick weird influences you're gonna have man and like interacting with a machine is a choice you know what i mean but that's a dangerous choice sometimes it leads in weird directions you know what i mean I totally agree so in good um, and bad some of it's really positive there's a lot of really positive stuff too and there's a lot of really negative but well thought. Think about it, man. Well thought. Lucas, uh, let's go back a little bit to... Uh, I would like you to, in your words, like your thoughts about uh, the difference in that you can pick between the jiu-jitsu played in Brazil and in Australia. Um, I Have you ever thought about this? Because I, I thought about this a lot before. Man, I... I've been living in Australia for the last five years, but I went back to Brazil twice to have like holidays in Brazil. And every time I go there, I don't feel a uh, difference in um, technically difference, you know, I think. Um, the jiu-jitsu in Australia is good technically. But do you think there's like a difference in the way people play jiu-jitsu? Yes, so that's very different in my opinion. So when I come to train in Australia, even if it's Nogaha, every gym else, in Australia. Yeah, gym in Australia. I think people play a bit looser than in Brazil. In Brazil, man. That's exactly what I think. In Brazil, when you, when you roll with people, people 
they they want to win like uh, the advantage on him one one advantage zero that's training man yeah. he, he counting the advantages you did you know yeah. the guy sweep you that's he sweep you they're in the more 50, aware of 50. the rules the rules yeah. is more so they play more the sports in uh, my opinion they they uh, try to play more the sports sport, rather than uh, trying like I, I see more people here trying to develop like I want to build more of my game uh, towards um, a finisher game so I want to be more a submission guy you know so people yeah. try around that but in Brazil I think people is more tight in the position they don't leave space for you to um, move be, and change, lose and move you know yeah. Yeah, Do you know I what I, what I found space you have it's very true I, I, I thought the same way, but just a little bit different. It's exactly the same idea. Um, I thought that when people do guard there, it's a lot tighter. And when they sweep, they, which is, you know, if you understand the game, that's what you want to do. But you never let the guy free. Do you know what I mean? Because you always grip, because you don't want to let the guy come up, because you really want to score. You know what I mean? That idea of being tired and think about the comp game. You want to score that two points. You know what I mean? Like you read it. So you don't sweep and just, you know, let it go. It's like a completely... Everything's more tighter, like you mentioned. Yeah. I thought that as well. Um, and how about the... Do you know another thing that I found a little bit different? Look, I think that Jiu-Jitsu in Australia is... I don't, I don't see any difference. I'll be honest with you. There's no difference. There are... Poor, at least like five guys, you know what I mean, here that are like poor world level, you know what I mean, like easy, okay, like in any day. Um, Anton being one of them, right? Um, and I think that it's growing exponentially. I think there's a lot of like uh, high, ta massive talents coming up in different uh, color belts as well. Uh, and it's just a question of time. Because Jiu-Jitsu started later here in Australia and has a little less population, but it's just a question of time. Will be another, just like it is Europe right now, it is America right now, just another place that people enjoy doing the sport and do it uh, in a professional level as well, achieve great things, you know. Um, but I think in Brazil, people have um, maybe from soccer, maybe from capoeira, maybe from samba. People say, you know, they have that movement on the hip, all right that it's really um, just make the, the destroys the other person leverage or puts their body in positions that destroy the the kind of leverage the other person is trying to, to create, you know, maybe perhaps for sweep, perhaps for back take, etc. But I think that this is something that I spotted as one of the differences as well. And they like you can train for a little guy in Brazil, and you try to sweep him, for example. You try to, and he just turn his body a little bit, which is beautiful jiu-jitsu, in my opinion. You know, I think this is something that you don't see happening much here. You know, what I mean, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, it's a bit more intuitive, man. I think people, um, and in my opinion, it's just because it's been there longer. It's because the sport itself has been there longer. Judo has been there longer. Um, maybe it has something to do with all these other activities like soccer and, and samba and stuff but I think they're more intuitive even though the guy might be tighter I actually think they play less aggressive yes I think people I agree because I've been to Brazil trained there before as well so in my opinion the the guys that train in Australia are more aggressive and then they're they're stiffer with their body like they muscularly contract differently whereas the guys that where where I train in Brazil and the different gyms and stuff there, the guys are more fluid with their body, Agreed. so they're less yeah. stiff, 
But the game is tighter. The game is tighter because they are more focused on the game and less angry. I think. I think people, um, for example, if you get Leandro Lo, if you get one of these athletes that move really well from the top, you know, every time you look at him, he has grips, but he's very relaxed. He has strong grips on the guy, yeah. but he's very relaxed, so he can flow like Rafael Mendes' flow from the top positions. Yeah. I think the guy moves, uh, has has a mobility on, in, in the hips Motion differently. The balance, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's a hip thing, though. I think it might just be a mentality thing. I think they know when to exert, and they're not so threatened in like the situation. And uh, like I say the same stuff about people that are learning how to do like takedowns. There's nothing more crazy or more spastic than like somebody that's never done a takedown before with somebody else that's never done a takedown before fighting for takedowns. Man, they're like throwing their arms around like real fast and doing all these crazy movements and stuff. And I think that has a big effect on the same thing with guard. I think because jiu-jitsu's been there for so much longer, people are just comfortable with it. It's not unusual for someone to kick you over or do this or do that. That's my opinion, I think. Even the way it's like talked about or presented or, or taught, it's not so threatening for people. It's like, we do this, this is normal, you know what I mean? Whereas here, people come from rugby or this or that, and like all of this stuff is so foreign, it's so completely out of normal, that they're already like on red alert, like everything's scary for them. That's what I think. If Like, you know, mentally, I think that's what the difference is. Like the guys in Brazil and stuff, they could, man, there's just training. There's nothing. There's a guy with a machine gun over there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's relaxed scary. approach that yeah. will bring you that like freedom to move. Wait, correct. You know what I mean, it, like it, there's, there's that, way that bigger things to stress it. about. There's way bigger things to stress mm -hmm. about. Here, there's nothing to stress. I think another aspect. <laughs> there's nothing to stress. First world problem. Yeah, first world problem. First, first world problem is like I don't want to lose in front of this guy. Yeah. If I lose in front of this guy, I'm, like the guy is tense about this mm -hmm. or, the, or the girl is tense about this I think another aspect that changes a little bit that it's um, when for example if, on, if you go to a normal training in Brazil like midday training yeah. you go there there will be 10 black belts yeah, it's yeah. a normal training yeah. there's 10 black belts yeah, there yeah. you know I think that actually changes as well the, the way people train because the black belt will train with the blue belts and white belts and they will try to perform these flowy movements and everything, yeah. you know? And that's that's probably because Jiu-Jitsu has been there for many, sure. many years and sure. comparing yeah. to Australia, yeah. you know? For sure. But and so but you mean like they'll be constantly um, by training with the higher belts, educated like daily yeah, basis yes. on, on acting yes. technical. Yes, they, they learn better than more see, technical. But also, it's common to see someone of a lower rank submit a higher rank. Here, that doesn't happen because there's no, there's not as many guys. There's not 15 black belts on the mat. It started belts. to happen more. It's going to happen it, more. It does and more. happen more, but yeah. it, here it's uncommon yeah. to see somebody of yeah. a lower rank yeah. submit somebody yeah. of a higher rank. Here's something. Oh my god! Whoa, yeah. wow. Oh my god! He needs um, a new belt today. Yeah, yeah. Today. <laughs> Whereas, like, I, I won the guy. I'm better than yeah. him. I submitted him in training. I'm a white belt, and I'm 40 I'm kilos. White heavy. belt, three stripes. No, 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 no. I'm a white belt. I've got two stripes, but I'm 40 kilos heavier than this 60 kilo brown belt. And I just submitted them on a triangle. I, I should be a brown belt. <laughs> This yeah, is the that's way people, people approach and think, you know what I mean? They don't factor in that they're, you know, 
40 kilos heavy. They don't factor in that you, you just rested two wrestles and that guy's been training the entire time. Like, they don't think about this stuff. They just think about, I won, I'm better. And the guy was actually training too. He was trying to perform techniques. He's not in a cop, but the, the white belt is in the, the sort of final yeah, Brazil-Argentina. Yeah. But without but telling I, their guy I think that's that he's what, in the final. Yeah. I think that's what makes people stiffer in Australia also, in my opinion. I think they're stiffer because everyone's like always protecting their, their stuff. They're protecting. No, I'm fighting for my position, man. It's normal to lose to people. <laughs> More graduated, less graduated. It doesn't matter. You train jujitsu. At some <clears> point, you're gonna tap. You do boxing. Even if you're a world champion boxer, maybe a guy that's not very experienced still might hit you in the face. They might not knock you out, but they will hit you in the face if you're sparring. Here, people are gonna sweep you. People are gonna get chokes. People are gonna get submissions. Sometimes they're gonna be a lower belt level than you. Uh, it shouldn't happen, right? Because that's how we differentiate the belt levels. But it does happen, particularly when you talk about difference in age, difference in weight. It will happen. Yeah. Difference exactly. in all this. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I think. I think this is also one of the things. It's like the mentality of it being fearful, like it's unusual. I don't know what to do. Whereas there, it's just like, man, we're just wrestling. There's over there. There's like guys with machine guns and stuff and. All sorts of other yeah. problems, and also being in the culture, like if yeah. you like you go to Brazil as well, you're gonna have a black belt guy. He's seven years old. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of obvious that yeah. you know what I mean. Like he's not gonna tap everyone out from every belt. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like it's yeah. man, he probably contributed a lot more than you think for jiu-jitsu. But right now he's coming yeah. here for but a joyful two, time. Man, those you know? two things I reckon are the are the main factors of why people in Australia. That's my opinion. Again, it could be whatever, but I think it's a lot stiffer here. It's so much stiffer. Do you think Even that culturally, man, culturally, like the, it, it's so much more rigid. True, you know true, I mean? true. Do you think, Lucas, like, um, uh, in regards the, for example, the, the the respect to the coaches, do you think that has any difference, or um, we did a good job on implementing jujitsu here? We gave, um, I when I started here, I tried to literally do exactly how I was told, you know, um, and you also have to deal with the differences in culture, so you have to navigate to certain, you have ob obstacles and try to show your way to think and sometimes explain, look, this is, we want this to happen because, you know, you want, you have to remove your shoe, you have to put a shoe when you go outside the mat because otherwise you're going to bring dirt, we're going to put our face, you have to explain things, make it easy explaining why you're doing things, but uh, do you think we've been respectful to the coaches? What are your intake on that? Uh, so, Eduardo, um, in my opinion, in, in the way I was taught in Brazil, because my professor is a really old school guy, I think um, he talks a lot about that. And he, he talks about the way you educate your students. And I think it's, um, I think that's really personal and uh, each academy will be different, different. you know, like Gaha, I think, I think the respect between the students and the coaches are amazing here because it's it's the way you did over the years and the way you educate your students. Established in and the same happened in the academy I trained in Brazil. Sure. My professor did a good job yeah. since the beginning. So the way he educated the, from the white belts to the black belts, you know, it's the way that if you formulate the, the students in the academy, you know, yeah. if from the beginning you don't 
teach our students how to be educated on the mats. That when when these guy was a white belt, he becomes a purple belt, brown belt, black. The he, worst he, example. Yeah. You won't be able to change him anymore. You won't be able to change him, and also they're gonna give all Terrible those bad influences. behaviors to yeah. other people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I always have this conversation with my professor in Brazil. So he he talks about that with me. Uh, the, and he says the difficult part is educating, for example, a black belt from another from academy. Another club, yeah. These are the they, they, they come to your club and you have to educate the guy, but the guy already have. Yeah, this is the same thing I was saying with the kids. It's the same thing. The earlier you get anybody in there, the easier it is to. I mean, you're training another person, whether it's jujitsu or behavior, you're teaching them something. You know yeah. what I mean? And sometimes it's not even worth it to have that guy because he has such a different culture. And if he's not going to be, he's just going to be too much trouble, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's even better not having. But I think it's everything based on the way you start educating people. Mm. And um, the, the the academy will flow, you know, yeah, yeah. into the, the way people is educated. You know, if you have academy, people are not educated. Everyone is going to be like that, you know. Yeah. So I think that there is a lot... The job of the instructor, the main instructor of the academy, and in it's constant opinion. work, man. But yeah. it's a it's constant, constant work. work. It's yes. ongoing work, and that's what we do. You know, we always talk to each other, try to implement more things, because as you get bigger, you know, it's much easier to run and and, and share culture in a smaller uh, amount of people. But when you have bigger, um, you know, yeah. bigger bigger community, it's it's a bigger challenge, and it yeah. requires more effort and more people trying to propagate yeah, the, the same, same ideas. Thing, yeah. You know, but is that thing when you have for example, if you have a, an issue with one single person, you have to get that person and talk to them privately, sure. you know? You sure, have yeah. to get them and talk. Look, you're doing something wrong. This is not acceptable here in this academy, you know? Yeah. But some people, they struggle to do that, you know? Yeah. But it, you, it, that's your job, you know? I know. But there's if, only two if, outcomes. If you, right? you want to solve the problem, that's things you're going to have to do. Sure, you know? absolutely. True. True. Only, in my opinion, there's two outcomes of like, we talked about before about people coming and wanting to kind of like change things to suit themselves and the thing is is like there's already a community here it's already this way you're not going to change jiu-jitsu you're not going to change the gym this is not to cater f- it's not only it's for not you it change everything for you it's already the way it is and you can't change that you have that. to fit you have to fit yourself there so assimilate to the thing or you won't enjoy it like or you'll leave we'll somewhere you'll find else. somewhere else and that's yeah. totally fine but you're going to find that most jiu-jitsu gyms, as long as you're just a decent, vaguely accepting, like a vaguely accepted person by other people, you don't have to be an awesome person. You just have to be have civil. To be you just have to be able to get along with somebody else. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is if you can't get along in any of these gyms, you need to look at yourself first. You can't keep blaming every gym and say... Oh, this place is because there's a lot of people that jump around gyms because they can't fit in anywhere. Yeah, you have to be a bit of bit accountable, a little bit of you know self work. You can't be you can't problems. be five different gyms that are the issue. Everyone's the problem. Yeah. You're the right one. You know what I mean? So, and and like you know what I mean? The majority of people aren't like that, but some people are, and they're gonna find it hard to fit in anywhere because they always push the thing externally. It's your problem. It's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. Yeah, it's, not it's hard me. to look yourself in the yeah. mirror and say. Yeah, that, and that's always difficult. And that's, you know, that's what, something that's so beautiful about jujitsu is if you actually commit to learning it properly, and you're gonna actually start to understand this stuff and focus on like, you know what, I got way too aggressive when we did that competition training the other day. You know, it was out of hand, man. I'm sorry. 
I, I, man, I all got angry. Tried to throw you on your head. Tried to do this. Tried to, man, I was trying to hurt you. Whatever. You have to be out of, you have to go, man, I'm, that's wrong. And people have to also think about it like it's, it's a sign of, uh, sign of strength when some other human being come to you and apologize you know what I mean yeah, look I tell scary, look, that man. day I made the wrong way or I treat you wrong I'm apologizing for that this is a sign of strength of that person people have to for start sure. to see this this yeah. is not weakening this is yeah. this is one of the things that I appreciate the most in people I try to follow there as well you know yeah so it is it is definitely stigmatized I think to do something like that man it's super vulnerable it's frightening you know what I mean to, to honestly go look man I did the wrong yeah, thing we're we're gonna did absolutely the wrong mistakes. thing I apologize and yeah. man this is something that like what you talk about this is what we you know you know try to instill in the children you, man you did the wrong thing why did you do that oh I don't know you need to think about it you have to have a reason to think you don't just do stuff Why'd you do that? Oh, you know, I was angry. Why were you angry? Oh, because of this. Okay, so now you have to go and apologize. But you understand. Do you think that it's just because you're angry, you can do whatever you want? No. Ah, this is a six-year-old kid. They can understand that. Do you know what I mean? And adults understand the same thing. And some people don't have never learned that. They've never thought about these ideas before. So by default, just by interacting with this thing, at some point, you're going to become a better person. And, um, but I, Lucas, is there any, um, consideration, final consideration or something you would like to say? Um, I would like to say, but thank you for the, the interview today. Yeah, man, thank thank you. you for the, I think you mentioned that yourself, but it's uh, noticeable that, um, you started like jujitsu, you started to improve so much. And also I think you being, um, Took, it's, a, it's a hard responsibility to start teaching and now you're teaching more times on your own you started to teach classes and I think you took this um, you took that uh, opportunity uh, really well you're like you're acting really professional you know like you you're showing um, you're showing you developing on that you're showing you interested you know what I mean you, you you're able to to work together as a team and you know like we I think Anto, I feel for Anto as well. We talk sometimes. We couldn't be happier and, mm. and uh, happier and proud of that situation. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's good. We've just been growing on this on us. So I really appreciate everything. You know. But your final considerations, maybe guys, or some other questions you might have. Yeah, I think I think I'm. To be honest, I feel very lucky to be in a purple belt and being able to teach classes yeah. myself. You know. Yeah. There's guys more grounded than me here that won't have this opportunity, you know? True. So when I got the first opportunity and I saw myself doing it, I just put myself in my place and said, man, I can do that for life, yeah. you know? And that just start going into myself and I leave Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So I think, I think uh, for people that it's um, hearing the, will hear the, the podcast, and that's something you have to consider, you know. I started jiu-jitsu as a hobby and today I work with jiu-jitsu. I leave jiu-jitsu today, you know. So, so I think we all start like that, man. We all, we we all, all start, start like that. that you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It's just something you do for whatever, you know. For me, it was for rugby and stuff and then somehow it happens. For know? you guys, it's easier than what it was for me because yeah. you guys already saw someone uh, leaving out of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you, you like, have Like, when I arrived here... Yeah. 
didn't start yet, man. Uh, yeah. I, I was talking to my dad on the phone, and, and, and my dad is a lawyer, my yeah. brother is a federal prosecutor. Yeah. And, I, and he said, oh, what are you doing? Uh, and I said, oh, dad, I'm, I'm teaching jiu-jitsu. He said, no, 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 I mean for work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, man, it was tough, you know. Like, and I, you know, I, yeah. I, but, um, but, it does, but, but, I mean, that's never easy, you know what I mean? It's yeah. always hard because, like life for everyone, no matter, you know, I'm talking this now, but this is this is not right. Because life, you're going to have to, there's always different paths you can go. Yeah. And you're going to have to choose a path and be super focused. And you have to have bad days and good days and you have to stick with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And try to do your best, you know. And I also, sometimes I look at, because I look at everything, right? And I look at you too, like, and I'm working together. And I look at you working, because I, I work under people teaching. I think... This is, I think, is in a culture in Brazil, and you're aware of that. Like, you want to do something, and I think it's here in every profession. Yeah. You want to do something, you need to go with someone that's been doing it for a little bit more, that's already had more experience. Because maybe even in your head, you go, oh, yeah, come teach jiu-jitsu. Yeah, just come with my Havaianas and, you know, do a, a you know, po- oh, position yeah. view and finish, that's it. But there's so many more things involved in running a gym and, and, and talking to people and talking to parents that are unheard of, right? And that is so important you have this experience. I remember when I had the experience before, I thought, hey, I was ready already, I could do it myself. And, um, and I thought that I, I knew more than I knew, you know what I mean? Right. And nowadays I understood how important was that time, you know what I mean? And uh, just look at you guys and working together, you know, and have you... We, I'm glad that we we think about it. Like well, sometimes people go, oh, I would like to help, and we're like, oh, I think we don't think it's the right fit. Do you know what I mean? And we we put our coins on you, and that's been working really well. So we kind of help you with that too. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, and I think um, I improved a lot as as a big time man. person. Everybody person, you know, in improving. Even for English, man, at the beginning it was hard for me to talk in front of people, you know, because I was, uh, when, as um, a, a person that wouldn't speak English properly, and I'm still learning, I still improve every day, uh, at the beginning it was hard for me to stand in front of everyone, talking Constantly, the language yeah, that was mine, you know, and people was believing the things I was saying, so it was a big thing for me at the beginning. But now it's just more getting naturally and I think in, yeah. is improving as everything, as an athlete, as a person, professional. For sure, man. Yeah. I think like any, any, anything that you challenge yourself with always leads to like evolving, you know what I mean? Like you taking on this challenge of exactly what you're saying, speaking better English, being confident that the technique you're showing is correct and it's right and it's effective and Talking it works. Talking public talking out loud, making sure the details you're explaining are correct, all of, all of this stuff. Like, anything that is challenging for you as a person is always going to lead to you being better. And Forever, in it. life, yeah. in general. As yeah. long as you yeah. keep challenging yourself, for sure. That's it, man. Man, man, everyone's doing good. Um, but that's pretty much it. So that's the end of uh, episode number three. So thank you so much, Oops. Lucas, for coming on. Thank you. Awesome to talk to you and, and like listen to your ideas about everything we talked about. I know I talked a lot today, but <laughs> yeah, That's we invite it. you one day. Yeah, <laughs> I'll interview myself. I'll make the questions <laughs> for you. Yeah. Os Lucas Ake. Os. Os. Os.